introduction of Breitbart, which is <laughs> the, uh, uh, the Trump administration's wheelhouse. I think most consumers are saying, well, I'd like to be the one who decides what information about me gets out there and, and who it gets shared with. You could certainly see a benefit to big advertisers. For example, one of the things that advertisers are always looking for is more information on their consumers. They're looking to be able to figure out if when someone saw an ad, where they saw it, and if it led directly to them purchasing a product. It's much easier to draw that kind of value line if you have this kind of detailed viewpoint into people's behaviors and patterns. Give me an example of the kind of targeted advertising that we might see on the basis of our data being commodified like this. Well, I mean, one thing that we have seen already and I think could be exacerbated under this is last year we saw people who entered individual Planned Parenthood clinics being offered anti-abortion ads literally as they were sitting in the clinic. These were geotags, so they were aimed at people in a particular location. And, you know, that's something that's legal now. ISPs could use that same technology to offer these kind of very distinct and different ads. And probably more troubling, they could collect information about the people who were in those clinics and do other things with it, which I think a lot of people would be very nervous about. So it's the same technology that allows me to go into a Wendy's or something and automatically have a coupon for a Frosty sent you to my phone. It. Enables advertisers really to peek into parts of my life that I don't prefer to have an open book. That's exactly right. And that's exactly why we want to give consumers the choice here, because they may well be happy to have that coupon, but still not want to have people record when they're in a doctor's office or a church or a gun shop or anywhere else. It's not as though I can, you know, go up to a teller window at Comcast and buy your search history, right? Yeah, here's $100. I'd like to know where Chris Calabrese has searched in, in the last 24 hours, right? The reality is that's not illegal. I just think they would not do it as a matter of practice. Companies know better than to put their customers' identifiable personal searching habits out online for sale. So those uh, people who are signing petitions to buy Donald Trump's search history, they're, they're not going to get satisfaction, are they? You know, that's a good thing. Even if we're frustrated by, you know, Congress's actions or the president's actions, I don't want to live in a world where it's possible to buy my search history online. And I want companies and individuals to think that's a bad thing. All right. Chris, thank you so much. Sure. Good to talk to you. Chris Calabrese is policy vice president at the Center for Democracy and Technology. Coming up, 16 tons of not much at all. This is On the Media. This is On the Media. I'm Bob Garfield. On Tuesday, President Trump sat flanked by a rugged semicircle of real-life coal miners. It was one of his latest executive order signing ceremonies, this one to have the Environmental Protection Agency review, which is to say dismantle, the Clean Power Plan, the signature Obama administration policy aimed at lessening electricity generation's impact on climate change. In particular, I want to thank the miners. You know, my guys, they'll get enough thanks. 
these people haven't had enough thanks. They've had a hard time for a long time. Ah, the miners, the salt of the earth laborers victimized by climate hoax, globalism, and soft-skinned elites. It was a familiar trope trotted out again and again during the presidential campaign. We're going to put our miners back to work and we're going to put our steel workers back to work, believe me. Yes, the coal economy was affected by Obama administration environmental correctness, but most of the jobs have disappeared as a result of automated mountaintop mining and price competition from abundant natural gas. Obama's clean power plan, scourge of the fossil fuel industry, hadn't even gone into effect. Yet West Virginia, Kentucky, and Tennessee have assumed an outsized role in the Trump narrative, inviting not just empty political promises, but careless caricatures of the region and of the industry that we...